What is it that you want from Jesus? I, you take time out of your Sunday morning to come and sit here regularly. I assume that you open up your Bible at home once in a while, or maybe often. You come here for Bible classes. You, you spend hours in the Word. What is it you want? What do you want from all of this? What is it you want from Jesus? And maybe some of the first things that come to mind is, you know, it'd be nice to have better health and a little more money and, and better relationships and, you know, just some better life on this earth. Uh, but, but if that's what your mind goes to first, when you think about what you want from Jesus, and pardon me if I'm being insensitive, but that's just way too shallow. Jesus is not some sort of celestial Santa Claus who's just there to fix everything for you and make everything all better for you in this life. Because he's so much more than that. We're talking about God. We're talking about the one who lived for you, the one who died on a cross for you, the one who rose from the dead to defeat death for you, the one who ascended to the Father's right hand and rules all things for you. That's the Jesus we're talking about here. What do you want from him? If you dig a little deeper than just these pat answers of fixing the things in your life, what you're going to probably come to is what everyone else here wants to. What all of us really want from Jesus. We want some guidance. Because this life is hard. This life's a struggle. This life is filled with hills and valleys and sickness and suffering and struggles and temptations and difficulties. What we all want from Jesus is just some guidance. Show me. Help me. Tell me what is good and what is evil. Tell me what is right and wrong. Help me, Jesus. Guide me. What we all really want from Jesus, if we dig a little deeper, is, is guidance and help as we go through this life. But, but what about just knowing he's there? You want that too? Because Jesus isn't physically here. Last week in worship we heard how Jesus physically left this earth. He ascended into heaven. We don't get to see him with our physical eyes like those people did 2,000 years ago. We just want to know that he's there. That he's actually with us. Like he promised that surely he's with us always to the very end of the age. I just want to know for sure that you're with me as I go through all of this garbage in this life. what we want from Jesus, isn't it? We want guidance. We want to know that he's there. And, and how about how about to know that everything's going to be okay? That no matter what happens in this life, no matter what struggle I've got to go through, no matter what difficulty, that everything is going to be okay in the end. And that even as I go through it, I'm safe, I'm secure, that nothing can harm me, that I'm going to be all right. It's what we all want from Jesus, isn't it? 
Jesus, guide me through this life as I go through these difficulties and struggles. Assure me that you are there with me in them and then make sure that I know that it's going to be okay. And then on top of all that, when I come to you in your word, when I listen to these promises, when I sit here in these pews and I open this book at home or I sit in a Bible study, Jesus, I just want to know that this is true. I just want to know that, that, that this is reliable, that I can trust this, that it's not going to fail me. It's what we all want from Jesus, isn't it? And if these are the types of things that you want from him, know that you're not alone. Because you're sitting in a room of people who want those same things. And you're in good company because Jesus' disciples did too. Our gospel lesson this morning from John chapter 14 comes in this six chapters of John. From John 13 through 18. We are in one evening. The events of six chapters happen in one evening that we know as Monday, Thursday evening, the night before Good Friday. This is when Jesus is talking to his disciples. And his disciples, they need some guidance. Because they've heard some pretty scary things. They've heard about Jesus being arrested and, and suffering and dying, and he's talking about rising from the dead, and then he's even talking about leaving them. And this is all just too much for them to take. Jesus, help us out here. Guide us, instruct us, and just assure us that, Jesus, that you're going to be there for us. That you're not going to leave us alone. That you are going to continue to be with us. And Jesus, assure us that, that no matter what happens, everything's going to be okay. You see, those same things you want in this life from Jesus are the same things that the disciples wanted. And Jesus delivers. Because if these are the things that you really want, if you dig deep and see these are the things that I truly want from Jesus, they're the same things that he wants for you. Jesus wants you to have guidance as you go through this life. Jesus wants you to know that he is always there with you. Jesus wants you to know that everything's going to be okay, even when all the evidence says otherwise. Jesus wants you to know that this is true and trustworthy and reliable, everything he says. And that's why we have these few verses before us that he spoke to his disciples 2,000 years ago and that echo down to us his disciples today to come to bring us what we want from Jesus and that Jesus wants for us. Jesus wants you to have guidance. He wants you to know how to go through this life about what priorities to have what's really important about what is good and what is evil about what is right and what is wrong about what is God pleasing and what is not he says this to his disciples and to you he says anyone who loves me will obey my teaching 
When we love Jesus, we obey his teaching. His teachings, what he has taught us in his word. And that word obey, that word obey in English has got this negative connotation to it. But, but in the original language, that word obey is, is something much more than just doing what someone tells them to do. The idea of obedience that Jesus talks about here, wrapped up in that word, is, is to believe and to rely on and to trust in and then to do because you rely on it and believe in it and trust in it. Jesus says, you want guidance in this life? I want you to have it too. It's right here. This is a word, uh, 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 this lamp, is, is a, it's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path, this word is. It's where Jesus teaches us. It's where he gives us his commandments. It's where he tells us what is good and what is God-pleasing and what is loving and what is kind and what is evil and what is sinful. Jesus wants to guide you as you go through this life of struggles and difficulties and, and unknowns. We obey his teaching as we believe it and do it. We want that and Jesus wants that for us too. Jesus wants to guide you. He wants to instruct you he wants you to know that he's with you. He says, My Father will love them, and we will come to them, and we will make our home with them. Isn't it just beautiful? That the Father and the Son want to make their home with you. They want to assure you that you are a member of their household, that you belong to them and there's no place like home, is there? And we just got to travel for the last two weeks to visit family and do lots of wonderful things back where we came from in Wisconsin. And it was wonderful. But there's no place like home, is there? There's nothing like sleeping in your own bed and being in your own house where you can just be you and you can just relax and rest and that's what Jesus wants for you to, to know that with him you are home. To know that with him you can rest and you can relax. That, that you have everything you need. You can know that he is there and will supply you with every need that you have. As you go through this life of struggles and difficulties, Jesus wants you to know that he is with there, there with you. He says, I come and I make my home with you. I come and dwell with you. I come and live with you as you go through this life. Jesus wants you to know that you have guidance in his word as you obey his teaching, that, that you have a home with him, but then also as you go through this life that you will know that everything's going to be okay no matter what. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. 
I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. In my opinion, these are some of the most beautiful words that Jesus ever spoke, and they're all beautiful. But this idea that he gives us peace. There was a contest once, in our contest, and the challenge was to portray peace. And the winner of that contest had drawn this rock that was out in the water. And there was a storm raging, and it looked really dark, and it looked really menacing, and it looked kind of just like a scary kind of picture. You didn't want to be in that situation at all. But if you look very closely, in the small cleft of that rock was a nest with some baby birds sleeping under their mother's wing. My friends, that's the picture of peace. That no matter what is going on in your life or in this world, we can be at peace. Because we know whose wings shelter us. The almighty God who sits on the throne, our risen and ascended Lord Jesus, and there alone will you find true peace. A peace, Jesus says, rightly, that this world can't give you. It's not some outward Peace, it's this inward peace of knowing that no matter what, you are going to be okay. No matter what, all of your sins are forgiven. No matter what, heaven is yours. Because this risen and descended Jesus is the same one who laid down his life for you. And suffered hell for you. Who knew no peace on that cross so that you could have peace right now and peace forever. Jesus wants you to have that peace in your heart, in your mind, in your life, in your relationships. He says, I give you my peace. It's yours. Jesus wants you to have guidance as you go through this life. He wants you to know that he is there with you and making his home with you. And he wants you to have peace, to know that everything is okay in spite of the evidence around you. And on top of all that, he wants you to know that all of this is true. That this is trustworthy. And that's why he tells his disciples and he tells you, all this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Jesus made that promise. And he kept it. It was 50 days after he rose from the dead. 10 days after he had ascended. That Jesus sent that promised Holy Spirit upon his disciples. We heard it in our lesson from Acts chapter 2. And those disciples that day were filled with understanding and wisdom and instruction. They were filled with that power of Jesus that he was with them in their mission. And they had his peace to know that as they went out and began to preach the gospel to all nations, that no matter what happened, and a lot happened, that they were going to be okay. 
that heaven was theirs, that nothing could really harm them. Jesus sent that promised Holy Spirit to teach them and to remind them. And what a wonderful miracle that was for those disciples. A miracle that still happens today. And maybe not in the same way. That noise you hear isn't the rushing of wind, it's just the air conditioning. I don't see little tongues of fire on your heads as I look out here. But friends, there's, there's a miracle happening here today. That promised Holy Spirit continues to work through the same words of Jesus. That promised Holy Spirit continues to come to us in the gospel, in both word and sacrament, to guide us, to give us wisdom, to assure us that we are never alone, and to give us that comfort that we have the peace that only Jesus can give. That promised Holy Spirit continues to do his mighty work today in the gospel through these means of grace to come and to be, as Jesus says here in our NIV, our advocate. And that word here is is not easily translatable from the Greek. Uh, There's really no good English equivalent. If if you go to many translations, you're going to find different ways that this is translated. Advocate is fine. Uh, But it's so much more than that. He's not just our advocate who's there and he's on our side and he's there to to be there for us. But the the original word there that this Holy Spirit is, is he's also comforter. And he's counselor. And he's guide. And he's encourager. He's all of these things for us as he works through this powerful and mighty word. To teach you. To teach you the things you do not yet know. And let's be honest, there is a lot in here you do not know yet. He is there to remind you. Because, let's admit it, even for the wisest in the word among us, there's probably more than we've forgotten, than we know. We need to be reminded of these truths regularly. And that's the work of the advocate, the comforter, the counselor, the encourager, the Holy Spirit to come and to teach us and to remind us of Jesus. And all that he has said and all that he has done and all that he still promises to us. And so friends, I commit yourselves this morning that this word is more important to you today than it was yesterday. That this is your source of life and peace and hope and guidance This is your eternal life because this is what reveals Jesus to us. It's where the promised Holy Spirit works. And if you've been trying to find these things, these things that we want most in so many other places, if you've treated Jesus like he's just been in your way, well, then repent today. And know that here and here, that promised Holy Spirit comes to do his mighty work. Find in this gospel, in word and sacrament, that one who lived for you and died for you and rose for you and ascended for you and still sends his promised Holy Spirit for you to give you everything you want 
and everything Jesus wants for you too. God bless you with these gifts. Amen.